Hello, my name is Shane Eidelman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Eidelman Unplugged. Breaking the fast, breaking the fast. So as I continue to record for the book, Feasting and Fasting, What Works, What Doesn't, and Why, we're into an important part right now about breaking the fast. As I was driving home from church on the 22nd day of my fast, I felt a tremendous peace about ending the fast. There was also a sense of accomplishment. I no longer had any motivation to fast. It was the first time in many years that I went this long without processed sugar, caffeine, and meat. The breakdown was as follows. 14 days of water, drinking water out of 22 days. The last nine were consecutive water days, and my weight dropped from 204 to 189. Refeeding the body was difficult. I ate some fruit and vegetables with organic hummus, and I had to leave the kitchen and do something else for a few hours. I reintroduced food very slowly, but it was not as slowly as I liked. Over the next few days, I had papayas, oranges, strawberries, nuts, and many vegetables, and I did eat more than I should have, and my stomach paid the price. It's something you need to remember about refeeding. You have to be careful. You have to introduce food slowly. And they recommend, I mean, if you go if you go three or four days with just water, I'd recommend one day of just going easy juice and and uh, maybe a little bit of an orange every couple hours. And then if you go five out, five days uh, or more, seven days, you know, you got to take at least a day and a half, possibly two days. So the longer you go fasting, uh, if you're just using water, then you want to be careful when you reintroduce food. You also want to be careful, even if you're doing 250 calories, 300, 400, 500, like the Buchenheimer that I mentioned, that their clinic and others, uh, Volter Longo, if you do an extended fast of just those minimum amount of calories and mainly juice, you have to be careful as well. Uh, I remember when I did a fast like that, and it was like a week or so. I'm like, okay, I can start eating again. And boy, was I wrong. Even that, even that little bit of food, a couple things happen. It shrinks the stomach, yes. It also changes your microbiome. All the things that are used to uh, digest and assimilate food has slowed down. So it's like, to me, it's like restarting an engine slowly. I guess the best analogy would be like a fire. You know, if it's getting ready to go out, what happens if you throw a whole bunch of logs on it? You just, you just killed it. But if you do a little bit of kindling, a little bit of paper, you know, get it going. It's kind of like the same concept for sure. So on the first day after the fast, I waited till lunch to eat. And this is a form of intermittent fasting. You know, obviously it's not intermittent fasting if I'm refeeding, but that's what can be a form of that. That's what many people do. They wait till lunch. Even though the fast was over, this was a critical stage. Most people go right back into bondage after fasting, but you can be different. Allow the body to continue to heal through proper nutrition. And I haven't mastered this. You know, I don't, I don't, eat perfectly when I get off the fast. And I don't think perf perfection is a goal, but fasting is a wonderful opportunity to break the bondage of addiction. So I wouldn't go back to coffee, even though I did a few times. Uh, I wouldn't go back to sugar, even though I did a few times. I wouldn't go back to those you know, things that, that you were addicted to. You know, you want to try to break free of those. And, and fasting is a uh, wonderful opportunity to do that. Allow the body to continue to heal through proper nutrition, of course. But it's been said that low valleys often follow mountaintop experiences. So you have to be ready. And that's what happened to me is this, this incredible mountaintop experience. And then I hit a valley when I started refeeding. 
And I even felt hormones were out of whack, maybe electrolytes for sure. And there was some, it was, it was kind of a hard season. I was prepared, but I wasn't prepared, if that makes sense. Uh, I knew that, that things like that would happen and I've experienced some to some degree, but uh, it was hard getting things to rebalance out. So just be prepared for that, especially when surprises come up, if you experience valleys, even after the mountaintop experiences. So don't allow a temporary step setback to become a long-term setback. Don't allow a temporary step back or setback to become a long-term step back. Get back up and fight again. Once you cave in, depression and discouragement often follow. This is when you must get back up and keep fighting. So let me give a conclusion on this fasting. Uh, through a series of fasts over the last two and a half years, I'm talking back now 2016, 17, 18, I went from 240 pounds to my lowest of 189. And again, it's important not to focus solely on weight, but I think we need to be good stewards of this body that God gave us. And it's not all about weight too, right? Because you can have a lot of muscle and body mass index is good, weigh 225 pounds and have lots of muscle. But I will tell you this, as you get older, leaner is the key because all that weight, okay, you have muscle, but all that weight is is going to affect the joints. Let me tell you about that. It's going to affect uh, heart health, cardiovascular health. So it is, I believe, it is better to go for that lean route when you can. So my current health plan is outlined in the next section, next chapter I'm going to read for you. The word diet can indicate short-term, but a short-term solution cannot fix a long-term problem. That's why diets don't work. Fasting and healthy lifestyle choices succeed when diets fail. So the miracle of fasting is that while it cleanses the body, it also cleanses the soul and strengthens us spiritually. So my hope is that you too experience all the benefits of fasting. So again, I want to reiterate the goal is spiritual in most cases, right? But there's nothing wrong with having physical goals as well. I think it's fine. It just cracks me up. These people like, well, we shouldn't, our weight shouldn't matter and we shouldn't do it for physical reasons. And yeah, I got it. I agree. There are secondary benefits that are okay. My top five measurable spiritual changes while fasting. Number one, fasting fostered a deep and intimate prayer life. That was incredible. I could focus completely on God the first few hours of each day. Many prayers were answered during and after the fast. Worship music touched my heart at a very deep level, more so than it normally does. The scriptures came alive and my sermon preparation benefited greatly. I wrote more articles. It, it seemed to flow more fluently through me. Even when I preached, I could tell a, a marked difference for sure. And I don't know if you can find them. I just thought of this. It's probably around end of March or so, going into April 2020. End of March, going into April 2020. I was fasting during COVID and I was preaching to a camera. Uh, we only stayed close for a little while just to see if, you know, was this the Black Plague or what was it? You can hear those sermons if you find them during that time period. I think it was on Revival and uh, that they just, it was incredible while, while I was fasting. And I also did it just looking into a camera like this, you know, as I'm doing to those watching this on video, it was just incredible. The fasting really helped. And my attitude and my patience with others greatly improved. I can handle stress much easier. Now, that's a benefit later often, but sometimes the attitude <laughs> and the patience are gets worse before it gets better. 
Well, that definitely happens in fasting. It's not, you're usually more impatient and more stressed out and the attitude is not good those first three, four days because you are dethroning King's stomach and he is not happy. Number five, it was much easier to say no to temptation. Any type of temptation, it's, it's easy to say no to when you're fasting because you're already crucifying the flesh, so to speak. So my top five measurable physical changes while fasting, my eyesight did improve, blurry vision uh, seemed to fade away, but now again, why I want to fast again, I'll actually be going into a fast at the new year here, we're at 2024, I did a fasting podcast with someone I know, and we're going to release that also in January, actually we're going to release a few different new podcasts and talk about this fasting experience as well. Uh, my sleep was deep and extremely satisfying. I'll never forget the sleep on my on my fast. It was incredible. You just wake up, you're like, ah, this felt great, like out of hibernation. Uh, but there were some times, you know, if I only got four hours of sleep, I look at the clock, it's two in the morning, I'm like, oh, I'll just get up and I can't sleep too well. You know, my adrenaline is, is, is pumping and cortisol uh, elevation uh, are elevated and, and I just felt, you know, it was time to get up sometimes. So that's not always the case, but many times it was. I no longer had a strong desire for coffee and sugar and processed foods, especially in the morning. I was able to wait till lunch to eat my first meal. My hands rarely fell asleep during the night and joint pain decreased substantially. The reason I say that is because that was happening to me when I weighed what I weighed. My lower back pain decreased as well, and I became much more flexible. Even reading this, I'm getting motivated because back when I wrote this, I was probably 190 pounds. And of course, after fasting and working out again, back I'm back around 215. So I, I do want to get down to a healthy level. I just feel better. I think, again, it has to do with stewardship. My heart rate and blood pressure dropped. I was more relaxed, focused, and patient. My skin and complexion appeared healthier as well. When I resumed exercising, I could run faster, further, and longer. I don't know what the future holds, but within the last few years, I have not been sick. In the past, I dealt with chronic sore throats, nasal congestion, coughing, and colds every few months. But fasting has proven to be very helpful in this area. Also, everything I've been talking about in the book so far has been very helpful because now I can look back six years later. Of course, I, I get under the weather like some people, but not very often and seem to recoup pretty quickly. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as 
answers for a confused church and desperate for more of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these e-books are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.